Welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Gav. And I'm Kate. And welcome back, really. Uh, here we are for episode 60, uh, exactly a year um, since our last episode was uh, was released. And what a weird old year it's been. We'll start off with our traditional thanks to a few people, though. Thanks to our lovely sponsors, Liam Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, not pestered them for money for ages because there's been nothing very much to spend it on. But hopefully... Hopefully we'll have the uh, chance to go and annoy them once again. Been a, a difficult time, obviously, for, for Lee and Paul with uh, not much in the way of fencing going on and a few Brexit issues, I believe. Yeah, I was I wasn't going to mention I wasn't going to mention the B word, but yeah, there's some great articles that uh, out there about Lee and Paul specifically and how they've been struggling. There's a good one in the Guardian that I think we should share. Yep, well, we'll stick that in our stick that in our show notes at the bottom. And thanks as always to our equally lovely uh, Patreon supporters. Um, some of whom have stuck with us through uh, our barren spell of the last year or so. So while it's not a massive amount of cash, it means that when we do get to go anywhere, we'll actually have a little a little pot of money to um, help us on our way. So thank you very much for that. So anyway, um, we probably don't really need to go into the, the whole story of the horrific pandemic over the last year or so. Quick highlight figures, what, about over two and a half million deaths, uh, heading up to about 140. 40-odd thousand in the UK. Yeah. But we'll go with, well, Kate, we'll start with you. How's your pandemic been? Uh, how's anyone's pandemic been? Um, less than ideal. I've not, can't remember the last time I actually fenced somebody. I don't even, what is fencing? No. Yeah, I have found umpteen things to be doing, none of which have been productive. Yeah. Boring, I think, is the word I'm going to go with, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so, what have you been doing? I mean, we we did all the three of us did a uh, a podcast yes, for um, for Scottish fencing, uh, the Big Hit podcast, which we only did a very little, I suppose, to to promote. But if you you fancy going back and listening to us uh, interviewing some of the great and good of, of Scottish fencing, that might be a, a bit of a laugh for you if you're sitting around bored, wondering when you might get to fence again. That could be just the thing to fill the hours. So, yeah, what else? Reading. I've done a bit of reading non-fiction, which is a an off-topic for me. Normally, I'm Ooh. right into the what, fiction. What you've been reading? I have been reading the Chimp Paradox. Good choice. I highly recommend mm-hmm. that one. That's a really good book. Yeah, surprised you haven't got to that earlier, actually. But yeah, yeah no, quite, uh, my C coach and fencing coach Phil recommended it. Another one by oh, what was it called? You Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Oh, no, it vaguely rings a bell, but I haven't read it. And another one called, oh, I can't remember, something about, it's making, it's, I think it's Make Your Bed, but it's the idea of getting into habits and yeah. if you, as long as you've made your bed, you've accomplished at least one thing. So, yeah, some self-help yeah, books. A, a, <laughs> a routine, and, routine and discipline, yeah. yeah. But Audible has been my uh, mode of consumption for books because I, I can do something right. else at the same time. So. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been, I don't uh, actually spend a lot of time reading books made of paper anymore. No. It's, uh, it's pretty rare. <laughs> I know, Gav looks horrified. <laughs> well, I, I, I only read paper books. I can't listen to Audible at all. I just can't deal with audio books, which is weird because I, I, I consume quite a lot of podcasts, or at least I used to. That's one thing I've done less in pan- in, during the pandemic is, is listen to podcasts. I do, I've done that far, far fewer than I, than I did it beforehand. Uh, and I only read paper books, so I've been reading a lot of a lot of books on. Well, obviously I do a bit of photography on the side, so I've got a rather large collection of fine art books now, 
and I've been bashing through tons of those sorts of things. I've actually went back and started reading a bit of Stephen King, which is right. which is a, an nice. odd thing. That I just suddenly started reading Stephen King again. Um, so I'm reading Salem's Lot at the moment. So I haven't read that in yonks. I remember it being quite good, but quite actually quite scary. But I haven't got to the scary bit yet. Yeah, and a bit of Terry Pratchett. So there you go. So that, that's right. something about my mood. I think. Yeah. Like Terry Pratchett, get get you away from the pandemic. <laughs> um, I was actually yeah. I was actually doing a bit of coaching right up until we we were told to stop completely. I was still coaching on a on a tennis court somewhere in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so late late summer, early early autumn, that kind of thing. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so still doing a bit of coaching, uh, but I'm thoroughly bored. I'm missing it. All all I get now is digital messages from uh from the guys that I coach, and because of teenagers, you know what that's like. It's it's few and far between, and just generally, it's okay. It's going fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monosyllabic. <laughs> I'm at the gym. I'm not eating pizza. Stop talking about burgers. Uh, like that, basically. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. So, oh, and and taking photographs of what uh, sewer vents as well. I've noticed sewer vents. Fo- <laughs> yeah. Beg your pardon. It's a fine pieces of art you're talking about. No, 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 it was literally a sewer vent. That one you posted the other week. Oh, that thing. Yeah, but that looked like a rocket. Yeah, that see? was a rocket. <laughs> it did. It did. But now we know what it actually was. A methane. For those who are not listening, it's it's, a, it's called a colloquially called a stink pipe or a methane vent. And it's venting the, uh, shall we say, gaseous emissions from a sewer. But I've never seen one that looks like a rocket before in the middle of a wood just down from where I live. I've never seen that before. Yeah, quite a revelation. Okay, so anything else exciting being going on? Well, my daughter's about to turn four. That's quite exciting. That's yeah, exciting. I know. It's big numbers. She's, uh, she's reached the rebellious stage. I thought that would, la- that would be another 10 years. But no, <laughs> she's... she's- <laughs> Wow. I'm already getting back chat and and like moody stompiness. She's only four. My niece is turning four as well, and she's the sassiest sassiest person I think I've ever met. I, wow, and you know who the fences as yeah. well. <laughs> I do saber fences, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doubly so, doubly so. Okay, well, yeah. So that's that's our pandemic uh, cover. I mean, mine's been. Uh, mine's been exciting in some ways, uh, mostly quite boring. But um, yeah, bit, bits of it were were not not great to be honest. I didn't feel very great at the beginning of the lockdown, and um, ended up in hospital being scanned for things, and um, they uh, found some unpleasant stuff. So I've been diagnosed with terminal cancer, which is a a bit of a bummer. And the prognosis at the time wasn't wasn't great. About a year, so that happened in kind of end of May, beginning of June. So once I kind of got over the initial shock of that, one of the first thought I would say within a couple of days was, I'm going to miss the Olympics. That's really disappointing. (laughs) Um, But it turns out I'm responding really well to treatment, so I'm going to be around probably for the best part of another couple of years yet. So, yeah, we're good for Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) And and more podcasts. So, yeah, yeah, that was my pandemic. It was pretty rubbish. Yeah. Ironically, I'm not going to Tokyo now, by the looks of things. Oh, really? Yeah, so I had had a a contract with Tokyo. It was cancelled. Um, and then I got in contact with the agency that put me forward and they've not heard anything and it looks very unlikely that there's going to be, oh, I'm going to be going and they think it's unlikely there'll be crowds. That's that's the back chat. Oh, really? Yeah, really? so there's, it's unlikely to be any spectators. If there's no spectators, they, they don't need, like I was going to do a hall announcing, so they don't need a hall announcer. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if that if that turns out to be the case, but, you know, fingers crossed, things might change. Yeah, I hope so. It'd be good if... Yeah, if one of us was here, uh, one of us was there rather. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I prefer it was me rather than yeah. you. But yeah, <laughs> can't have everything. That's true. Anyway, so enough uh, enough pandemic 
disasters. Better get on to, well, why we're back and what's what's coming up. Because that's really the reason for us getting the <laughs> getting the band back together <laughs> is that uh, the FIE have announced, uh, at the moment, a fairly tenuous programme of uh, events for the next few months. The last few events for Olympic qualifying, including World Cups at Sabre and Epi and a Grand Prix for Foil. Dates for the Cadet and Junior World Championships and and most of the final zonal qualifiers for the Olympics. After that, there's events sort of penciled in, but most of them are are still showing on the FI calendar as being uh, to be confirmed or to be determined. So uh, we'll see how it all pans out. But yeah, very close now. Uh, first one's uh, men's and women's Sabre World Cup in Budapest. And Kate, you were you were invited along to that. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, let's see what are the dates the the eleventh to the fourteenth of yeah. March. So yeah, um, just over a, a a week or so from from when we're recording. Um, so what what was the deal with with going? I mean, I, I know you said you're you're not going to go. What, no. Uh, what detail did you get? Uh, we were told initially. We, we were told it was quite a rough idea of what it was. Sort of, this is what might happen, but it also might not happen. Uh, but most of it was around the safety of it. Um, how you, we, we the sort of, obviously we need the PCR test. You need a negative test um, before you fly, so you can hand it over to the Hungarian officials when you arrive. When you get to the hotel, you have to take another test, and you have to quarantine in your hotel until they allow you out and you fence, and then you stay in your hotel, and that's it, and then you fly home again. So, wow! Yeah, this... that really sounds like the dullest, <laughs> the dullest trip imaginable. And they, yeah, um, did... apart from the fencing part. Yeah, apart from the fencing part as well. But for me, I haven't trained properly since March. Like, apart from the outside training, but nothing to the same standard. And I thought, no, nah, I'm just not going to risk it. It's not. It's not worth it. But yeah, so I'm not going. But a whole lot of other people are. And I've had a look. Mm, yeah. It's about hundred so far, so the day of recording, there's 181 women entered and two hundred men entered. And they're still they've got up to a week before the event to enter everyone. Yeah, so still so got a few days to, to get numbers in. So that's yeah. that's not far off kind of normal numbers really for Yeah. Sabre World Cups, is it? It's not it's pretty close anyway. I thought they was gonna limit I thought they were gonna limit the numbers to, you know, because they're doing a, an individual and a team event, I thought they were going to limit it to just the team. Mm. But I think there's like 20 Hungarians in the men's sabre, about 12 in the women's. You know, there's there's full full squads going, not just mm-hmm. your top yeah, fours. A lot of countries. And there's a lot of, and you know, it's an Olympic qualifying year, so there's going to be other countries competing that you wouldn't necessarily see. But from my personal opinion, I think it's kind of a, bit, a big risk health risk to be going to these competitions mm, to get definitely. that slim chance i mean i don't want to be it's gonna well there's people going there who don't even have a world ranking sort of i don't know do i want to risk that if it was me but, but, but if you don't have a world ranking you're not going to go to olympics it's the team well that... you may have the last yeah last hurrah as well of the uh, zonal yeah. qualifier for some of the, the countries you know the sort of Smaller fencing nations, if you like, may effectively be using it as a warm up uh, before before their their last chance um, at the at the zonal qualifier. Mm. So I can I can see why there's uh, entries from yeah, from places that you don't normally see competing at World Cups and Grand Prix that yeah. regularly. And I mean, there is a team event, so I suppose 
you know, when you've got like the zonals as well, like African zonals and Asian zonals, getting those teams in to qualify. But now we do know actually more information is, so at the time when I was first told, it was really rough information, hardly do anything. So what we know uh, now is they have the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday is the men's pools and prelims. Friday's women's pools and prelims. Saturday is the everybody, men's and women's, and then Sunday's the teams. So kind of kind right. of the similar to a World Cup event. We don't usually have them at the same men and women's at the same time, but Yeah. It's kind of a weird hybrid of uh what yeah. Prix's like when you get the, the women usually on the first day down to last sixty four, men's down to last sixty four on the second day, and then both last sixty fours onwards yeah. on the on the third day, but of course with this one because there's a team event as well, you get a, a fourth day with the mm-hmm. teams going on. So uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of fencing going on with the uh, joint World Cups when they're usually single six. And they're probably just the, the limiting people in the who are in the venue don't need to be in the venue, don't be in the venue. Um, but it's the it's the World Championship venue from twenty. 20- 19. All right, okay, yeah. I feel yeah. like that was last year, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was two last, years ago. <laughs> yeah, last, that's right, like last World Championships, whatever it was, a million years ago. So, a big venue, it's a good venue. Hopefully it goes well for yeah. them. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, that, remember that venue's like to get to, Sean? I've, I remember you have to go and you have to get the underground and then, it, well, I guess it'll be baking hot. It was baking hot when I was there. Remember how bad it was? Oh, it was so, really hot. But yeah, well, that was in July. Uh, it's not going to be so hot in Budapest and... In March. Well, it's more. That's true. It's more pleasant. Quite considerably cooler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it'll be about the same temperature that we're looking at here. Mm. You're, you're not. Nobody's going to be sunbathing. No. <laughs> but interesting. I mean, it's the the venues that where where things are happening. I mean, at the moment, Hungary has fairly low infection rates. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, they are. They seem to be reasonably on top of things, COVID-wise. Kazan for the Epi the the following week. I, I don't know what things are looking like in Russia. I'm not sure if anybody knows. Any more detail there? And Qatar is again low low infection rates there. So in terms of picking places where the athletes, coaches, referees, weapon controls guys, all all the people that, that are involved in the World Cup and Grand Prix are, they're probably not going to like. They're not likely to pick it up from a a local. But uh, yeah, bringing people in from all over the world and putting them in a even quite a big sports hall does does seem a bit of a risk. But mm. you can you can understand why. Why it has to happen? They need to they need to sort out who's going yeah. to the Olympics. Um, they haven't quite completed the process, so even though we might have our reservations about these things uh, going ahead, they kind of they need to happen relatively soon, especially when you go to throw in the uh, uh, zonal qualifiers after yeah. that as well. So yeah, I mean that's that's why it's all happening. Yeah, so Budapest first up, men's and women's EPI World Cup, Kazan and Russia the the yeah, following right. week mm-hmm. uh, again spread out even over even more days, 19th to 23rd of March. And again, we're still with a bit of time, some some decent numbers in that already, Gav. I mean, not, not the same massive, massive amount that you get normally for a, an EPI World Cup, but uh, when I had a look earlier on today, it was 153 in the men's and 130 in the yeah in the women's. I mean, it's a reasonable size, and I'm guessing that all the great and good will be there. I guess so. Oh, actually, sorry, I was going to... Sorry, Kate, can I I'll come yeah. back to you about... Um, about Budapest, uh, I had a very, very quick look down the entries, um, as much as anything, to see how many, yeah. you know, what the numbers were. I think I know what you're going to say, but yeah, but, go on. Well, uh, well, a couple of absentees, mm-hmm. um, and we'll, we'll mention another one for the first <laughs> first absence reason that I can think of. 
new uh, Yana Agurian. Tell uh, us why. She's having a baby, by the looks of things. She is. Well, not no. literally right now, but she will be. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. Well, not as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, new Agorian, new reigning Olympic champion Agorian at the first World Cup by, and won't be, won't be in Tokyo either. And and their teammate yeah, as well. Yeah, Novilikia. Novilikia, yeah, correct. No idea why. I mean, she doesn't need to be there. Maybe yeah, just doesn't fancy not. it. Mm. So. Happier to stay at home. I think maybe because she's, I don't know, maybe she's got a family or she doesn't want to risk it or... She's world number two, so it doesn't really bother her that much. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to do a, a huge sort of preview on uh, what's happening with uh, Olympic qualifying because there, there is another podcast about that sort <laughs> of thing, I believe. But yeah, there's some interesting stuff there still to be to be sorted out for last last few places. Um, I think the most obvious one in, is in the women's sabre for the uh, for the second European spot. Olga Carlan has already guaranteed her, her place, but the battle for the second spot between uh, Contura and yeah. uh, Pascu, uh, sitting at what? Oh, you put me on the spot 10, now. <laughs> in the world rankings. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, let's, let's say that yes, with some confidence. Definitely. And, yeah. But that's that's where the big battle is. There's what <laughs> a difference of about ten points or something between them. Contura in in position at the moment, but certainly possible for Pascu to get a get a big result yeah. and take that spot. I think she's got it in her for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, she's done it often enough in the past, and even at 13 in the world rankings at the moment, it's not <laughs> it's not disastrously, disastrously low, is it? It would be... I mean, I know there's the fallback of going through the zonal qualifier, but, you know, you only get one person qualifying from that. You have a, a slightly off day there, and, you know, there you are, 13 in the world, or conceivably even higher, um, after Budapest. And, um, yeah, you won't be, won't be the Olympics. It'd be, it'd be weird. But that's that's probably the main... The main bit to be sorted out, I think, in the on the women's side, the men's individual, still a bit of debate, I think, on the Pan American spot for the individual, and then it's uh, in the teams. It's really a case of whether Russia can hold on to their spot, their their European yeah. spot, um, ahead of a well, a French team that had been charging right up to the point where uh, pandemic brought everything to to a grinding halt. I suppose the other thing is, well, who knows how anybody's going to fence? It's been a, it's a long time since we've seen anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows what people have been been able to do in terms of their training and preparation? How much time? How much fencing they've had? How much coaching they've had? How much yeah. time they've had in the gym? What their motivations feeling like? Oh, it's all sorts of factors. So it's a yeah, it's a real a real unknown. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see, for sure. Yeah, and the other thing I suppose actually. The way you worded that was, um, will we get to see it as well? Yeah. Because with the uh, with the World Cup, there's no obligation to to stream things, and uh, I haven't seen anything so far about you know YouTube links for for live feeds or anything like that. Yeah. So you'd expect it because it's Budapest, but then that's extra people they've got to put out there in all of the World Cups and even the Grand Prix. Yeah. It's more people, more staff, whether they want to, if they're up for it as well. Yeah. Yeah, all very interesting. I'm just going to be relying on messaging people, saying, what's happening? Let me know. What's the gossip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Refreshing the page. Uh, that sort of, uh, yeah. yeah, refreshing the, the, the live results. It's, it's not quite the same thing, but, you know, yeah. if that's all there is, that's uh, <laughs> that's what we might well, be you... reduced to. And when we next record it, we'll be, uh, we'll be back to being a results reading service. Yeah. I mean, like, remember that time that you were, you were, uh, you were reduced to following athletes on Instagram? 
to find out what the results were. <laughs> yeah, that was from oh, where was it? Epi World Cup Mexico? In, uh, no, Cuba. Oh yes, that's right. So it was. Yeah, I think it was uh, somebody from from USA fencing posting posting photographs of pool sheets and direct elimination draws yeah. uh, on on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, fairly fairly low tech. Yeah, so sorry, Gav, I, I cut you off there. It's all right. It's okay. Before you got into your stride talking about the uh, the Epian Kazan on yeah. the nineteenth to twenty third. I mean, I just had a quick look actually at the entry list, and there are some notable uh, exceptions. While you guys are talking in the background, I was just. Uh, Having a flick through it, there's no French fencers turning up to it, for example. Okay, still time. Either to... in the men- yeah, there's still time. So they might, they might, they might still put their entries in, but they're they're probably the most notable ones. Them and the Japanese mm-hmm. don't seem to be teams from either of those ones. Everybody else, pretty much, is going. So you got to think that at some point France will actually put an entry in there. Nobody, nobody, nobody from Great Britain's going, but looks of things. But do we really matter? Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's very harsh. <laughs> I wouldn't. To be honest, would you really blame anyone for not wanting to go? I mean, I, I certainly would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't question it. To be honest, but yeah. So 153. As, as you say, there's still time for people to get their entry. And assuming that it's up to the week before, is that what you said, Kate? Yeah. So they might still go in. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what the numbers uh, finish up at for. And this is this is this uh, is another one, which are, are normally the normally the biggest. Yeah. This is another World Cup, isn't it? So yeah. Um, teams as well. Uh, they've got teams as well. So. Yeah, who knows if we'll get to to see it? Um, yeah, I mean, Russia's usually quite quite good at streaming things. They they do their own streams. They're not having to. It's not service stuff having to buy in from elsewhere. True. So, I would be I would be reasonably optimistic that that'll that that'll happen. But mm, yeah, we'll just but... just have to wait and see. Yeah. And then, last of the events uh, before we we get to the the zonal qualifiers is the. Foil Grand Prix that usually would have been in well somewhere in uh, somewhere in California. This was the one that uh, it, well it's going to happen in uh, in Doha in Qatar last year. The competition was cancelled at the very last minute um, just as coronavirus was hitting the states. Uh, most of the athletes had actually got there. Uh, there was no teams from China or Italy. Italy at that point were kind of the the first of the European nations to be to be seriously hit along with Spain, so they they didn't send fencers. But yeah, there were sort of positive tests amongst the fencers, and the, the competition was called off at the kind of last minute. I think just a day or two before it was supposed to supposed to kick off, and that was. Uh, so here we are, uh, a, a year on. USA fencing not not going to be hosting it, but uh, Qatar have stepped into the breach to host the uh, host the Grand Prix there, and that's running from the twenty sixth to the the twenty eighth. Uh, of March, uh, entry number still still fairly low. Um, when I had a look today, seventy six in the men's and sixty five in the in the women's. But they've still got another well, how long? Two and a half weeks to get entries in. Mm. There was there was no teams from Russia or Italy or France or yeah, all sorts of people. So you know, I, I would expect the numbers to yeah uh, to be up a, a great deal from them. I mean, if you look at the entry list for a, a World Cup. Or a Grand Prix normally this this far out from the actual event, the numbers are still mm-hmm. not much bigger than than they are just now. So, uh, I mean, it does look quite likely that we're going to get pretty close to a, a full turnout for for all these events. And yeah, we'll, we'll see who's who books their spot in Tokyo at, at the end of them all. And then after that, at the beginning of April, and this actually is one that I'm probably the one I'm most surprised at is that the Cadet and Junior World Championships are 
are going ahead in um, in Cairo from the 3rd to the 11th of April. Yeah, that is a bit of a surprise. I mean, Cairo was supposed to host the, the World Championships, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and this is going ahead. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If it, it seems odd that it's happening, but okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. I mean, the Cadets and Junior World Championships uh, were eventually cancelled last year. Um, initially, mm-hmm. they were postponed, uh, perhaps with the hope that they might have taken place later on in the year. And for Cadet and Junior Fences, I can understand that having having the World Championships cancelled two years in a row is, uh, you know, that's a huge chunk out of their, their Cadet and, and Junior careers. And, you know, and for a lot of fencers, uh, they don't then you know, progress smoothly on to, to seniors. So this may uh, for for a lot of young fencers be, you know, be the highlight of their of their fencing careers. So I, I can kind of understand why there's a certain amount of enthusiasm for it, but at the same time we're still still pretty much in the middle of a of a pandemic and it, it seems a, an event that they don't really need to run. Um and probably in my opinion yeah. shouldn't. Um I mean certainly my understanding is that there there won't be a British team there. Mm-hmm. But that may be a case for the case for a few countries. Well, you know, there's been no competitions going on. You know, these are young fencers, they've potentially got a lot more years fencing in front of them and the the risks are just too high. But uh yeah, we'll see we'll see how it pans out. Um and that's that's due to happen, as you say, in Cairo from the the third to the eleventh of April. Do you think that they'll use the senior competitions as sort of a gauge of how well it's going? So if the senior ones, okay, not many we didn't get any cases from it, and then the FAU will go, Okay, we should we should uh the cadet and juniors will will carry on or if the seniors don't go badly they'll go, Okay, cancel it then. Well, I would have thought the FIU would be slightly worried that if they they get everyone together for these World Cups and Grand Prix, um, and people do catch COVID, that that's going to be disastrous for mm-hmm. the FIU. Um, that they'll look yep. thoroughly bad and incompetent for doing that, um, hosting competitions that, uh, yeah, they need to hold them at some point, but the, the entries actually don't need to be in with the IOC until the beginning of June. So they could have held them, they could have pushed everything back by. You know, yeah. another month, and waited a bit. You know, give it a bit longer for uh, the rollout of vaccinations and so on. Well, I mean, look, look what happened in the rugby. I mean, I don't want to talk about another sport here, but um, <laughs> we've got the Six Nations is supposedly running right now, and what the entire French team have come down with COVID, and as a result, the whole yeah. tournament's in doubt. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, so you don't want that to happen here. You know, also. And it's not just, I mean, people talk about the, the worst outcome when it comes to COVID, but it's not just about the worst outcome. There is long COVID and there's other other fallout, but a, a potential here that could happen. So it's as you say, is, 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 is the risk is, is the risk worth taking? And I still, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Anyway, we're going to have a cadet in junior worlds and I assume that's going to be YouTubed. So uh, yeah, I guess, I, I mean, I'll be watching it. I'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll not, we'll not be going, but <laughs> if it's if it's going to happen, we'd like to see it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's that's fair enough. Uh, and then our last few dates are for the the zonal Olympic qualifiers, which uh, we've got dates for most of them uh, taking place towards the the end of April. The African ones happening uh, in Cairo again on the twenty third of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, the European ones in Madrid on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. And the Pan American ones happening in Panama City on the 29th and 30th. No 
no dates or venue yet for the the Asian qualifiers, so we'll, we'll wait and see mm-hmm. where that where that all happens. Yeah, so last last chance saloon for for getting to Tokyo. Yeah, where, where are they likely to hold this in Asia? Do you think it's unlikely to be Japan because Japan are in the middle of rolling out a mass vaccination thing? Well, plus and it's unlikely I to be China. It could actually, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Actually, that's a good question. The only, the only, the two main countries that are COVID-free-ish are Korea and Vietnam, are they not? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, Korea, I believe, have are have been ruthlessly on top of things pretty much from the start. We've also mm-hmm. got, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> on you go, and and you may well be right about Vietnam. I don't, I don't know about that. But they, sorry, Kate, you were. Can they hold it in Australia, New Zealand as well? Does that not count as the Asian zone? Could you, yeah, sorry. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot. I, yeah, I, 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 just, I describe it as the Asian qualifiers, but mm-hmm. it's um, yeah. Asia, Oceania. Um, so yes, mm. they could do. Um, I'm not sure how enthusiastic uh, Australia or New Zealand would, would yeah. be about doing that. I don't know. I feel like they've got a travel band as well. I'm not 100% about that. Yeah. New Zealand does. Jacinda's not having it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. If you If you have a small island in the middle of nowhere... <laughs> and uh, and you're COVID free. I, I can imagine that would be pretty yeah. reluctant as well to have. Uh, you know, well, I mean, the numbers actually for for zonal qualifiers are are really relatively small. I mean, even even in Europe, probably the most populous uh, fencing continent, uh, your your numbers are going to be less than thirty in, mm-hmm. in each weapon. So the numbers aren't aren't really that huge. But uh, yeah, with hangers on, coaches, physios. Yeah. Mums, yeah, all all sorts. Um, <laughs> along the numbers, the numbers are a lot bigger than just just the athletes. Plus, you're going to bring in referees and yeah, yeah, all the, all the sort of stuff That's that we talked about. The other things, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see where uh, the Asian slash Oceania <laughs> qualifier takes place and and when. And then after that, there's there's lots of stuff penciled in, but as I say, most of it's still down as. Uh, to be to be determined or to be confirmed. The only ones that seem set in stone at the moment is uh, little doubt about them happening was the SNCF Réseau Men's Epi in Paris. Mm-hmm. In, uh, I think that's in May, isn't it? And there was yep. one other as well. I can't even remember what the other one was. Help me out here. Well, anyway, it almost doesn't matter. Cause there's it's... an epi, there's, there's one in Dubai. Oh, that could be what it is. Does it have TBD next to the... any part of it? Uh, hang on. <laughs> uh, just to... Uh, I, I don't see TBD on it, I'm sorry. It's a women's epi uh, event. Right. Okay, well, that's that's possible anyway. But yeah, most, most of the other stuff kind of after the, after the zonals is still... Still waiting to be confirmed is is definitely going ahead. Mm. So that's all all the stuff that we got coming up, and hopefully it all all runs smoothly. There's no outbreaks of coronavirus infection or you know terrible tales of incompetently managed protocols or anything that would make the FI look bad or these competitions you know further down the line uh, being in doubt. So um, well, what we're we looking forward to then. Yeah, just seeing, seeing any anything. sort of fencing is that, is that enough? <laughs> I think so. I mean, there has been a little bit of fencing. Remember, I, I have watched some things on YouTube. There have been the odd bits here and there. If you're paying attention to the to what's been put on um, the 
the Italian Federation have had a, well, I don't know if they're still doing it because I've kind of lost track of it, but they were doing like a greatest hits where you would, you could kind of walk, you could kind of tune in and watch like a, the finals of a junior, um, the finals of a senior. They'd have interview shows and all this kind of stuff. I don't speak good, well enough Italian to follow it all, but I did watch some of the fencing on that. And it gave me the opportunity to see some of the, the fencing that some of my uh, junior guys uh, were exposed to, which isn't normal actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a bit of that. There was German masters. Was that right? Yeah, it was a, an invitational mm-hmm. event, small numbers, uh, yeah. across the various weapons. I think a maximum of about a dozen, I'm tempted to say, maybe 16 uh, in each weapon. Piece very well spaced out and lots of mm-hmm. mask wearing. I, I did watch a bit of that. Apparently, Russia had their national championships just last week, I think it was. Um, Italy had a junior competition couple of weeks ago now uh, various things have been happening in in Poland and yeah there's a competition in Poland women's sabre right so yes I know I saw that the Spanish team had gone over to it and there was a training camp as well so right lucky so-and-sos yeah (laughs) yeah so things you know things have been have been happening but most of them sort of relatively relatively local pretty low-key um and and pretty much wildly variable from from country to country. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to Sean. Actually, now I think about it, I'm getting my. Uh, you've had yours, but I'm getting my jag this week. <laughs> yeah, well, theoretically, I mean, it means I'm not going to catch catch bad COVID now. Yeah, I mean, uh, f- be reassured in that I only glow in the dark slightly, and <laughs> and and the wings that are growing in. Um, uh, look good. I think they quite suit me. I don't know if you can see them, yeah, in the back of the no. screen at the moment. No, yeah. uh, they're still still relatively small, but growing. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good in it. Fair enough. What about you, Kate? What are you what are you looking I'm, forward to? I was quite like. Well, if if anyone wants to give me a vaccine, I'll take it. But um, uh, yeah, just seeing some fencing, having something to talk about that's fencing related would be nice as well. Yeah, just yeah. Anything, anything, anything fencing. Yeah, I'm yeah. desperate now. Even Epe, I uh, might watch. <laughs> <laughs> desperate times. Might, may I just say, I said might. <laughs> After a weekend of uh, hopefully televised Sabre from Budapest, you'll, you'll have had your fill from, and can manage a, a couple of weeks until the Foil Grand Prix and not have to watch any, <laughs> any Epe in the middle. Oh, dearie me, guys. This is, this is racism, is what it is. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's that's basically all I'm looking forward to. Something, some fencing, something. I've really genuinely missed talking about 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 the sport and basically seeing fencers and doing a bit of fencing. I mean, all I've done is sit around and eat biscuits and cake and things. And you know, at some point, I need to get back to being active. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see if the lockdown watching if we're able to watch the fencing. How if it's affected anyone? If people are looking like they're not at their top of the game, or mm. yeah. See it, they- Kate. <laughs> What's the weight gain, Kate? See it, Kate. Go on. <laughs> so who's got fat? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. It. We can do it. We can do a name and shame in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who's been on the pies during lockdown? I was gonna go with who's had a different. Who's had a lockdown disaster hairdo? But there you go. You guys go straight into it. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah. Oh. That's another good I can have all of that. He's just like yeah. stressed out the hair. I did actually, so it's fine. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't have that much to, to uh, relatively easy to keep on top of. Gav, yours is looking as luxuriant as always. Of course it is. I, I, I live with a hairdresser. Keeps <laughs> yeah, me that's true. Looking this lovely. Yeah, hair looks good anyway, Gav. It's, uh, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I think like all of us, just looking forward to getting some some actual fencing happening to, to watch and to talk about and hopefully to be able to do it again reasonably soon. Prospect of being able to travel to things again would be absolutely glorious. Uh, certainly when the Challenge International to Paris was inevitably called off at the beginning of February, that really sort of... Uh, yeah, that felt quite bad. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, gonna miss that. No, and certainly at that no trip point, to Paris. Yeah, at that yeah. point, I was uh, looking at probably not, not making it to the summer. So it was like, oh, oh, well. that's, my, that's my last Paris gone. But nah, oh. I'll be back next year. <laughs> 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 so yeah, any sort of fencing will be good. Um, and world class fencing would be better still. So yeah, I think that's, since we still don't actually have any proper fencing to talk about, I think we can probably. Uh, call it a day at that but we'll be back again well the plan I think is that we do one we do a recording after each of these initial events so one after Budapest one after Kazan and one after Qatar um, we'll see how much coverage there is if there's no live stream from Budapest or or Kazan we might combine the two of those into into a single episode but uh, hopefully there'll be live streaming going on all over the place in which case you'll uh, you'll be almost Almost sick of the sound of us by the <laughs> by the <laughs> end of March. Actually, there's a, there's a thing actually because we were because basically we're locked. We're under house arrest basically. You know, with COVID going on, I will have to watch all this fencing because I have nothing. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know? It's it's now digging around what's uh, what you haven't watched on Netflix, which is yeah, it, a, a, an increasingly bottom of the barrel sort of collection of stuff that you would normally never want to watch. I've watched every epi lesson available on YouTube. <laughs> I can't find any that I haven't seen. It's amazing. I've been through right. every single one now. I've watched right. every, every possible bit of coaching I can. Yeah, finding obscure ways to, to ask the same question in the search search box. Yeah. Yeah, see if it turns up anything new. No, it would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, guys, it's been lovely to speak to you again. Uh, yeah, speak to you again very soon. That's great, guys. See you soon. Bye.